Alright, welcome everybody. This is episode 87. Hot take from the kitchen. We're back in the hippie dome slash scoops trailer parking lot recording. It's a beautiful night. Nice and breezy, but it's nice. Still traffic going by. Still the traffic out. bothers me, but I've not a whole lot we can do about it. I learned to embrace the traffic. Yes. Alright, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search hot take from the kitchen. And our email address is hottakefromthekitchen at gmail.com. It is H-O-T-T-A-K-E-F-R-O-M-T-H-E-K-I-T-C-H-E-N at gmail.com. And there are no new emails. We did get a message this past week from Zane Kiffmiller. see if I can find it. Spot. But he just had a comment on our episode with Sarah and Betsy. Self-care. So that's not what I wanted to do. Oops. Anyway, he says for self-care, he plays Dungeons Dungeons and Dragons. That's, I, I, I dig it. Yeah, yeah. nothing wrong with it. What do you do for self-care, Matt? I uh, put the kids to bed. <laughs> you know, I've got a couple hours a night. And that is that is our self care. But then again, that's assuming that they stay in bed. There's yeah. always going to be uh, probably about an hour or so where they're taking turns coming down trying to get away with something. But um, yeah, I'd say put the kids to bed. I have hung out with all my friends have younger kids for the most part. Not all, but a lot of my friends have younger kids, and I forgot what it was like to have a kid not want to to just do what you need him to do when you're and that happened to me last thing i was with a friend was with his son and his son was not wanting to be a part of what participate what we wanted to do or what we had to do and he made the evening very difficult very difficult and it just it was it was tough it was real tough i forgot it what that's like well, putting out science really isn't something a kid wants to do yeah, you forget those things, you know, even if there's an age gap in between your kids, you know, from the time we had our oldest to the youngest, it's 10 years, and there's a bit of a gap in there um, between the other ones. And from the time we bought um, even um, like Graco or, or play, play items for the kids or like those the seats that they play in, um, from the time we bought one for one kid to the time we had another kid, they've changed so much and they've just gotten, you know, like the, the, uh, I forget what you call them, but where they, where they sit in a circle and they've got all the toys around them. Mm -hmm. They are constantly adding things. I was blown away by, um, how few things our first kid had when, when he was little to our, our, our last. And they must've put in 20 additional things and they're all interactive and it's just, you know, things just change so fast. It's going to be a computer soon. Well, oh, I, yeah. I'm sure. I will tell you this much, and Brad knows this. My first kid loved a baby swing. Yes, he did. He did. And that, this is not an exaggeration. But the baby swing we had to date myself, yeah, I crank it for 20 minutes at a time. Now, those things run on batteries. Oh, yeah. Or whatever. I couldn't even imagine what Jordy would have been like with a battery operated swing. <laughs> He would have slept all day. Yeah, he would have never done anything. So, anyways. All right. Move on. So we can... All right. I guess we'll move on to the hot takes. We should introduce really quick. Right. So, yeah. Our yeah. guest is Matt Duffler. 
tonight, and he's, what do you do at Northland? I'm the marketing director at Northland. All right, so the marketing director at Northland Credit Union, where the big building's going up. So, welcome. Thank you. All right, first hot take. Two men have been arrested in the killing of Jam Master J in 2002. Ooh, a cold case file yes. for me. Yes, so... Supposedly these two men have been suspected for a long time, but they have finally been arrested. Can I ask if it was DNA that finally brought the case, the case back? Um, the article I read, I have no idea. But supposedly Jan Master J was into some very bad things. Hmm. And this was a killing because of that, supposedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah, well... It seems like a lot of famous people are tied to a lot of unscrupulous things lately. Yes. So. You read QAnon, yeah. Yeah. So. Dude, I just found him this weekend. Did Last you? week. That whole thing, and I don't know, I deep, kind of deep delved in that a little bit. And this is crazy. What was really interesting to me is it's almost like Donald Trump's the hero in this somehow. And that's what they're trying to make it look yeah, like. Yeah, and that's what they're trying to make it look like. And I find it interesting, but that's a whole conspiracy theory, yeah, I guess. Well, I had one, too. I was like, I think this is a Democrat putting all this out to make these people look stupid. It just keeps going on and on. I, say, I don't think that's what it is. I don't know what it is. It's fascinating to me. I Here's what I do know. Like, we were talking the other day about... Um, Epstein. I was talking with a customer, and he said, "You know, the Netflix documentary. Like, didn't you watch the documentary Netflix?" And I was like, "Look, dude, if you think the people in power like didn't want that to come out, like, it's just like it's bigger than that." So I'm just <laughs> like, if you're if, if you're basing all your opinions on a Netflix documentary, then I guess that's fine. We can have, sure, yeah. I mean, more like, power to you. The more power to you, but like, if yeah, so that's me. Going on. I like this right here. Pretty good. All right. Second hot take topic. The NBA playoffs started today. I saw that. The Nuggets won. Yes, the Nuggets and the Raptors won. And as I left my house, the Celtics were winning. Are you a basketball fan, Matt? You know, I. if everyone's sitting together watching a game, I'll watch it, but... Um, I haven't had cable for so many years, and no, I, I, I'm not, I, I'm not into sports okay. too much. But uh, I like to get into a game if it's a big game and uh, two good rivals. But just regular sports, I don't follow too much. I respect that. Um, YouTube TV has come around and really changed my life. We cut the cable about two years ago, or cut the cord two years ago, and then just during COVID, we took on YouTube TV and. I have both back, and I'm not letting go. It's it's a beautiful thing. Oh, absolutely. But it's expensive. Like I might as well just go get charger. Mm. That's the problem. Because yeah, you get cable, and internet for probably what you're paying. Yeah. I think, well, YouTube's going up to sixty-five dollars a month. Yeah. Now the only advantage I have is is that I essentially can watch it anywhere, anytime, on any device. Three up to three times, three streams going at the same time, and I have unlimited DVR. 
it is cheaper than Charter, but it's like really like that much cheaper. Or cheaper, like it's we're splitting hairs. You know what'll be interesting is when they start raising prices on Disney Plus. Yeah. How many people will scream foul play yet again? It, it started off really small, and obviously that's how they get you in. But uh, I suspect once they start raising the prices on that, people will be pretty upset, even though that's just the natural progression of things. My problem always has been and always will be is I have to have the DVR, or there's no point in me having cable. Because I'm home, I'm like, tonight, I'm gone. I'm like, and there's stuff I want to watch. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like last week, I wasn't home, I was home one night last week. So, like, if I don't have it on, if I don't have the DVR, there's pointless for me to have cable. Anyways. Yeah. And then they charge you like $20 per box for that. That's what on demand's for. Just watch it the next day. Eh, it's not the same. It is. Because like games, like I can't watch games and things like that. Well, what's the point of watching a game when it's over with? Well, I'm saying. You just watch highlights. Yeah. Well, I don't think I've watched any program uninterrupted since about 2008 when I had my first kid. Really? <laughs> it's just, it's just. You just can't plan on sitting down and watching something straight through. And then you just, I just don't have time for it these days. So I can see where DVR could come in handy. And, but the only way I, I get updated on sports, I'd say, is my 13-year-old giving me updates on who's, you know, who's joined the Michigan State teams, basketball in particular. Uh, but other than that, I don't hear much. Yeah. All right. I don't want to talk about that you can right. say it. Just say it. Just say it. Michigan high school football has been postponed to the spring. It's not coming. It's not going to happen in the spring either. Yeah, I, don't, so. I, don't, I don't And I see there's a petition out there to bring it back for the fall. It's even better. <laughs> These things make me so happy. It's just, it's You're not a fan? Um, how do I want to say this? Look, man. I mean, Brad knows this. My kid could have had a magical senior year. I was able to put it to rest. I mean, we've all lost a lot of things. Sure. You know, and especially with schools, whereas, like, there's so much liability involved in this. <clears throat> I, I just don't. Toski, the kid tested positive already. I don't. If you're going to have it high at the school, which you have to, because it's a school program, right? I mean, Alpena High School, for example. I don't see how you can put the liability on the school to control what it needs to be done. I guess if you sign waivers and you say, hey, if you're going to play football, you can't come back on me for this. But then what are you going to do with the crowds? And what are you going to do? I just, it's a logistical nightmare. And I just think the easiest thing to do or the smartest thing to do is just let it go. Yeah, even though I don't follow high school football as of yet. Um, I'm, one of my kids is interested in football. He may get there. I did know something. I did hear the news only because uh, on social media, which I typically will scroll right before I go to bed, and, um, I started seeing posts on there. I thought somebody died. There was that amount of um, depression in some posts. I couldn't figure out what was going on at first, and, and some other people had the same thoughts, and then they Someone finally asked, and then they mentioned the football. So I can see where people are passionate about it, apparently. Uh, Wait till hockey season's canceled. Yeah, I uh, I don't have a lot of nice things to say about it. And what I mean by that is just like, 
oh i just have a different hierarchy of things man like no like look i was really sad my kid couldn't do track i really was i was mad and upset but i just wanted him to graduate high school i mean i wanted him to get his education that was what was most important to me absolutely and i just some of this stuff is really interesting to me as all and also things that people i didn't even know people cared about some things like I didn't even. Some people are so upset about football, and I didn't even know you liked Alpena high football. Like I was yeah. over high school football. Like my friend Dean Caldwell, who's the coach down down in Oscoda. I didn't know why he's upset. He loves those kids, and he loves the football season. That makes complete sense to me. I didn't understand that. But some people, I think they're just upset because things are getting canceled, and they're mad about that. Yeah. Versus actually, because I don't know if I've ever seen him at a Wildcat high football game. I don't know. I don't go to rooms. So, yeah. Uh, anyways. All right. I guess last one I have is a Big Brother update. So. Why am I blanking on her name? I want to say Regina, but it's not Regina. No. Because with an R. Yeah. Anyway, she got kicked off. Yep. So this is okay. So I've... This is Big Brother, the reality show. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're that's right. still That's still going on? Is that still current? Oh, yeah. Very much so. Okay. It's All-Stars now. Okay. We're more serious about this show than we've ever been. Okay. What do you got? Christmas looked good last, last she, night. She did. She did. I still got Janelle. I still got Christmas, so... Christmas is a good pick. Take a break. All right. It's been hard getting a chance to work out when everything closes so early, and I don't get done working until late at night. Where can I even go to stay in shape? Zen 24-Hour Fitness Center is the place you seek. Whoa, where's that at? It's located at US 23 South in Alpena, across from Kiff Miller's Produce and the Lutz Plaza. Wow, thanks, God. Anytime, bro. Zen 24-Hour Fitness Center. For more information, find us on Facebook or call 884-4397. Zen. Find peace in your busy life and get a workout when you want it. Okay, so we're good. So I got a new recorder to three, a new recorder to four. Feel good about this. Hope so. Yeah. All right, Matt. So uh, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, I am, uh, as everyone can tell by my last name, it's not an Alpena name. I'm a Grand Rapids suburb, suburb uh, native. Um, grew up in a little town called Hudsonville. Um, went to school locally there. Uh, did a couple years at GRCC to get my basic courses taken care of um, and save some money. And then I went off to um, Savannah, Georgia. Um, where there's an art school there. Everyone know there's, knows there's Kendall in Grand Rapids, but I was drawn to um, Savannah College of Art and Design, um, and it's, which is the largest art school in the nation. Not a lot of people know about it up north because it's obviously down south. But um, uh, left for Savannah, um, had a great first year down there, enjoyed uh, swimming in the ocean into the fall and uh, enjoying the warm weather. Um, started off with a computer animation major, 
found out very quickly that I could not sit in a dark room with computers um, constantly clicking, which is kind of funny because that's what I do now in a room with light, but not to the extent that renders will do. Um, but uh, in between break there and Savannah, I came home to Grand Rapids area and uh, met my wife, who is an Alpina native. Um, found out we knew the same people and um, had never heard of Alpina before, but um, just met her briefly and uh, nothing further happened. We just said hi and remembered each other. Um, went back to school and then I believe it was the next summer after that or, or one of the breaks we came back and met again Did, totally forgot about each other I think until we connected after a few minutes and um, so many of you know uh, Meredith Woolman um, daughter of Bronwyn and Doc Woolman and uh, so got to got to meet her and eventually which would get me here to Alpina but uh, after that uh, after I met her and we started dating, um, we were able to, to keep that up long distance. And I know a lot of people say that long distance relationships don't work, but I'm hard pressed to find someone that had a longer distance relationship than we did. And we made it work. It was tough, but driving from Georgia, Georgia to Alpena or Georgia to Grand Rapids where she was um, going to school, she was going to Kelvin, um, you know, it was 20 some hours. And, uh, we made it so anytime someone gives me a hard time about you know a few hours i have to challenge them on that but uh um so we uh we eventually got married and uh in between there i was my first trip to alpina and really enjoyed it um her dad at the time had a had a camp over on monaham point road and um just really enjoyed the the beauty up here and the water and the access to water, you know, people talk about that all the time, but if you've lived here all your life, you, you have to appreciate, you know, when, when I was going, uh, living in the Grand Rapids area, we'd have to go to Holland, which, which isn't a big, um, watered area, or it, it, I should say it's not a very, um, not hard to get to, but it takes a while and it's, you typically have to plan it out for a day, um, just to get your family over there. So to be able to be here in Alpena and, and jump over the water. Um, I don't take that for granted. So anyways, uh, we get married. Um, she taught for a year in the Alpena Public Schools, um, special ed. And uh, I, at the time, um, was uh, finishing school. And well, actually, we, we both graduated at the same time. But she was she did a year in Alpena right after, right after graduation. I moved to Chicago as I had some friends out there. And... Um, she eventually joined me after we were married, and we lived in a Chicago suburb over there for a while. She got a teaching job, and, and then I actually fell into teaching um, on the north side of Chicago. And uh, interestingly enough, we lived in a suburb of Chicago that one of was one of Al Capone's main hangouts. Um, he had several, but um, Cicero was one of his well-known towns that he would hang out at, and. Uh, it was it's a it's a great area to be in if you don't have any kids and you're up for an adventure but um, after a few years we um, got a little tired of not being able to go to downtown Chicago as much as we wanted because that was just um, took a while to do and um, and we had connections to 
family back here. So we decided to have, start a family and, and come back to Alpena and had our first son uh, after we moved back. She got back into the public schools here in Alpena and I worked for Bill Spear and uh, also worked uh, over at Kirtland College and worked in the graphics department over there. Um, taught taught uh, software classes and changed up the software programs they were using for uh, graphic design and um, and also took care of our son at the time. So I was um, a stay-at-home dad part of the time. So we were in Alpena for a few years and uh, having a fun time but enjoying family. But uh, I had a great offer come up in Ludington, uh, which is directly across the state on uh, Lake Michigan, and decided to pursue that. So we took the family and uh, headed over to Ludington where I worked... Uh, marketing high-end office furniture for about 10 years. We sold uh, through dealers and, and reps all over the country and um, um, got my chops and sales and marketing at that point. And uh, had a couple more kids. Uh, but then after, after 10 years, we really were getting pulled back to Alpena. So we just put our feelers out here. I didn't really think it would be possible to find something in Alpena um, but uh, had no problem at all actually uh, at the time Northland was looking for a marketing director and came in interviewed interviewed for that and um, the rest is history so now we're we're back for good and we're loving it and uh, Meredith stays at home we now have four kids and uh, she's working hard from home raising our kids and um, we're just uh, living the dream right now. It's it's been a blast. So great stuff. She is. Um, it's a good thing she's a teacher and you have your kids at home because that's going to probably come in handy this yeah. this fall. I think um, she's better equipped than some parents are. That's for certain. It's a tough time. So, uh, what? Why don't you tell us a little about Northland Area Federal Credit Union? Um, everyone that listens to the pod, at least in the Alpena community, knows of the building. So why don't, um, I've known of them because for some reason I sell a lot of people in Harrisville cars. So even before you guys even entered Alpena area, I was, every once in a while I would have to deal okay. with, you know, this, your branch in Harrisville. Sure. So, yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about them? Sure. Absolutely. Uh, Northland started in 1957 on Work Smith Air Force Base and... Um, with, uh, I think, less than $100, uh, a bunch of people got together, threw their money in, and, and started the credit union. Um, so it started off as a, a veteran-based uh, credit union. Um, since then, obviously, uh, the base uh, military part of it's been shut down, but Coletta's there, now there. Um, and Northland is uh, in 10 counties. Uh, we're 15 branches and uh, just growing like a weed uh, exponentially. And so one thing... One of the one of the questions I get probably, you know, every week when I'm when I'm in town, is uh, people commenting on the building and, and the size of it. And it's true, it's a big building in town if you're in Alpena. And but the one thing that uh, I try to relay to people is that it's built for growth because I know several financial organizations that they build and then within five years they're out of space. And that's just not fiscally um, the best thing to do. 
and so it, it will be you know quite empty when we start but um the plan is to, to fill it and, and also we have 15 branches and so that's you know over 150 employees and all those branches that we have to support and it's also going to be a big training center for um for all of our staff when they come in or, or need to come in every now and then so obviously uh um you know, your wife is, is in the industry and I, I see her quite often. And uh, um, Nick was on the show a few shows ago. And mm -hmm. just to his point, you know, we all, it's like a big family. We see each other all the time. Not so much lately because of the COVID, but um, being a part of the Blue Ox chapter, like Nick said, um, although we are competitors, we also meet together on things and, and find out what's going on in the industry. So, um, so yeah, we're just uh, looking forward to to, uh, for, the, for the building to be finished and we can continue uh, uh, investing in, in the town. It is worth saying, I, I've heard of this firsthand, so I feel comfortable saying it, that in 2008 when um, the housing industry went to poo-poo and um, uh, GM, you guys remember the GMC, the GM bankruptcy, GMAC was tied in with that. GM had their own bank at that time and it went under. If it wasn't for the local credit unions in our community, uh, we wouldn't have been able to sell cars, just 100%. And that goes across the board nationwide for General Motors. So I'm really lucky to, you know, and that is that we've always been, had strong credit union support in our community. I'm sure you know that by now. So, um, and I'm, I remember when you guys broke ground and talked about what you're building, I was so excited because it's cool. I mean, it's just, you don't see something like that in our community. Yeah, it's a complicated build. That's why, you know, there's been some construction delays, but, um, and, and a lot of people, you know, you know, wonder about that, why, why there's been so many delays, but I don't think you're going to find another building like that in, in the area, unless you go to another big city. It's, um, you know, there's, there's a reason there's so much glass. It's, you know, to let in all the natural light, you know, our current, our current building in Oscoda has been a great building, um, but it's been like I said earlier, it's been added on to several times and there's not a lot of windows there. And so, um, the design was, was built for a purpose so that, um, our staff can uh, really take in the natural light. But yeah, it is worth saying that if someone wanted to jump into Northland, that you guys do have a small branch located here and not being already. Absolutely. Yep. There's a lending center. I think it's been here for uh, about four years and, uh, it's a loan production office. There's no cash on the premises. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's, they've been rocking it in town for a while now. And, uh, um, you can certainly get anything you need there with the exception of cash, but, you know, being a credit union, we're all together in the network, you know, quite often we send them to our competitors that they need to get cash out of the ATM because it's, you know, fee free ATMs because they're part of the network. Right. And where is that located at? Uh, Kitty Corner from Save-A-Lot in the Harborside Center. And once the headquarters are completed after a certain amount of time, that will probably be moved over to the headquarters itself, into right. the headquarters. And yeah. Only makes sense. So do you guys have any idea, what do you hope to have it kind of? At this point, we're thinking fall. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's about the best guess I can give it because you just there's so many variables up in the air right now, um, assuming that another COVID wave doesn't yeah. hit. But um, yeah, right now we're, we're pretty confident unless something changes that that fall will be the well i know time. like people at the towns can't even find a commercial air conditioner like so like i can only imagine once some of that what it does to a building like that where you you're 
just expecting to have to be able to readily access what you need and all of a sudden everything shuts down that can uh, yeah yeah well in fact i think we've all seen it with the with the cash shortages um you know it's not not really a huge problem for the credit unions right now that typically any of the members can get what they need um, um for cash but you see all the businesses that are are going cashless just because they're they're running out of cash or they are trying to um, mitigate you know what they're using in cash so they can be ready yeah and i think lessons contact too and i don't i think it's a whole different conversation about cash but um um it's cool either way like yeah. i mean it's neat I, i'm excited to have you guys in our community that's for certain so. oh thanks yeah 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 we're pretty we're pretty tied into small businesses too you know it's one that's one of the things that um a lot of people may wonder why all, all the banks are disappearing well there's a reason for that you know i think a, a lot of them are, are merging right now you're seeing that happen um you've got decisions being made out of state to close the banks but then and part of it is too i think the 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 people that are using banks are, are looking at what they're getting charged in fees and you know if you can do math uh credit unions typically the way to go because you're you're lowering fees but um northland's been um, I'd say that our, one of our biggest niches is uh, business lending, and um, we're, we're able to help a lot of businesses who are starting businesses, adding on um, the whole PPP thing. We've helped several businesses. Um, I want to say something like uh, we've helped process $3.5 million and, and uh, help support hundreds of employees just with the whole PPP thing going on. But um, yeah, so I'd say business is one of the, one of the main uh, business lending is one of the main um, things that members are coming to us or switching banks switching over from a bank to, to, to come to us that's awesome i didn't know that and um that is cool because i know that um our local banks got filled up rather quickly with the ppp mess and then i know it was just a hopefully it, we're all done with it I yeah I, th I think so you know and it's and this is unprecedented you know we had you know, at the time I was listening to uh, some of the government officials telling uh, business owners, oh, it's just as simple as going down to your financial organization and they'll take care of everything. Well, it's not that simple. Yeah. And so, you know, we've, we've had, you know, our business lenders were, again, working overtime, working, uh, you know, till midnight, just clicking and clicking to try and process things for the business owners to get it in there. And so um, um, there's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of people that didn't, don't know the information and um it's it's a you know unprecedented we've never really been through this but i you know hopefully i know the ppp part is done but uh, hopefully we won't have to go through that anytime soon awesome um i forgot did you say how many kids you have yeah yeah we got four kids now four kids okay yep. all right wow yeah. you're gonna be able to have your own basketball team here shortly yeah seriously I, yeah it's you know it's, you know, it's, a, it's a funny thing because you you what you've got a couple kids i have right? three you have three okay yeah yep so let me ask you steve when when you would tell when you do tell people how many kids you have you know what's what's a typical reaction like oh that's is that is that yeah. so i'll be honest i'm gonna love with you when i tell people i have kids mm -hmm. the first thing that if, if someone doesn't know i have kids the first thing that comes out of their mouth always is oh my god i can't believe you have your kids are so old for as young as you look because mm -hmm. my baby is is a freshman in college that's crazy he's just going away so that's the first thing people always say to me now brad has been with me day one it's no big deal to brad brad's just sure like, oh yeah i mean perhaps kind of started young age yeah and i 100 did it have him when i was young but there's been some advantage of that like yeah. you know i'm in, in my young early 40s and 
here I am, like, you know, with... Absolutely. Yeah, so where I just, like, I have some friends who, you know, they're still popping babies out, and it's just, like, wild to me. They're not stopping. They're not stopping. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I have another friend that's gonna, uh, close to my age, and I know he's going to have a baby. So pumped for him. <laughs> what I find funny was when, when I had three kids, when my wife and I had three kids, and we would tell people, you know, you know, the typical question, oh, how many kids do you have? Oh, we have three kids. Oh, that's nice, you know. But the moment we went from three kids to four kids, it was like, um, you know, it, it was like such a jump to reaction, you know. Oh, my goodness, four kids, how do you do it? Yeah. You know, it was every single time. And, and it just kind of struck me as funny, you know, because, you know, how can you have four kids? Well, you know, well, you know this. When you have three kids, you're outnumbered already. So. Yeah. You know, in a lot of ways, it, it might become easier. In fact, our our thirteen year old now he is he's like a third parent to our four year old, and, and so it's, it's it's been very helpful. So, but it's it's just funny the reaction you get from three kids to four kids from from people. There aren't many big families anymore. It's just kind of become a thing of the past, and I think it's kind of sad in a lot of ways that I don't think people uh, are having as big of families. But it's understandable with the way the world is now. So like. It's all, you know, it's a cycle, and I'm sure, yeah. you know, eventually they'll go back. And a couple of years here when Brad gets married and has nine kids, it's just going to be this weird thing. So, sure. So. Well, I think one of the things you've noticed, and, and you, you know, you know this because I see you everywhere in town volunteering at things. And, 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 uh, um, and my mother-in-law, when she, when she won um, Citizen of the Year a couple of years ago, one of the things that she pointed out that's true nowadays is you don't have... Um, parents that are able to really help out in a lot of areas um, for organizations and that's you know it's probably just the nature of how things go you, you, things get more expensive you have more kids or less kids or, or whatnot and you you know usually both of them are going off to work and yeah you don't have time to, to stay at home or you don't have you don't have time or can't afford it or you don't have time to, to get involved in some organizations and so you're seeing a lot less volunteering um, in these organizations and so um, I think we're all seeing that now. So that's that's one one thing that's really. Which was something that I kind of wanted to round it out about since you brought it up. Um, two things: one, you do a great job of uh, just seeing it out and about in the community, but your organization has really um, even this. Uh, I know for a fact that you guys sponsored the loft. Uh, we, uh, I heard that came through today, so thank you very much for yeah. uh, joining us as a sponsor for the 2020 season. It's. Uh, it's uh, just phenomenal when um, businesses uh, see the value. And, of course, you're, now that I know your background, I can see why, but when they see the value of our center community. so Yeah, it's, it's, it, and, 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 you know, even my kids take advantage of the loft programs. You know, my wife um, has gone to several of the classes that, you know, Justin's <laughs> been running, and um, it's, you know, it's, it's great. You know, it's it's. It's usually one of the first things to get cut, you know, art is. And, and uh, you know, again, coming to Alpena, you, you really got something going here with Art in the Loft, and it's really cool. And so I'm happy to support that, and um, as I know a lot of organizations do. But, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to being around Alpena a little bit more often and being able to get involved um, myself with some of those things because it's, it's hard when you're on the road quite a bit. You guys have really done a great job of ingraining yourself in our communities in the short time that you are here. So... It's uh, it's really admirable, and uh, I know I appreciate it. So, well, thanks. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I see you everywhere, and and uh, you know, 
I don't know how you have time for it. Well, obviously your kids are older now, and so that's yeah. like, like you're talking to. It's that's that could be something to look forward to when you have kids young. I mean, sometimes I I look at at, uh, at you guys. Um, kids are grown and look forward to, to that point. But then again, I'm enjoying the stage I'm in now too, with the, where, where the kids are at. But because uh, I know I've had, so I hear from everyone you know who has older kids like yourself is the time goes fast and it, it sure does. So. I gotta relish those moments that we we have them. I just thought to the front of the pod, Griffin James today, and I said, I would trade you in a heartbeat to be right where you're at. I would <laughs> trade more money than you could imagine to have my daughter Maddie's age and Gabe Beck and Ever's age. I would do it in a heartbeat. Wouldn't even wouldn't even hesitate, yeah. just instantaneously. Because, uh, but um, life goes fast, and you just before you even know it, they're just adults, and I just. Well, then my daughter left for college last week. You know, it's just, it's it's wild to see the adult woman that she is in front of me. And um, it's yeah. just crazy. I mean, just before she left, a couple of days prior, we went out for a dinner and she had a drink. And it's just weird watching them have a drink, you know, in front of you, like <laughs> legally. And just everything that goes along with that, that's just wild. So, yeah, that has to be, that has to be quite a, a jump, you know. Yeah. Uh, in my, uh, my 13 year old you know he's he's getting into that stage now where you know he knows everything and uh but he's also a lot of fun and seeing him get older and but uh he's always been a big kid and he's uh he just enjoys rubbing it into me now because i'm not a tall guy but he's 13 and he's approaching six foot four now and size 17 feet and um even when he was younger when he was you know three four five when when we were taking them to taking our kids to the playgrounds and things like that he'd be playing with other kids his age that were in his class but I could see other parents you know looking at him and I would have to nonchalantly tell them how old he was because they thought he was acting immature for his age you know he's you know quite quite often gets mistaken for uh for high school and uh He's not there yet. Let's get that kid at basketball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he. Oh, yeah. He's he's he loves basketball. He's he's uh, he, he's he's hopes to be on the team if we have it this year. And, and uh, yeah, that's one sport he loves. And uh, he's he's done them all. He's done baseball and and the other kids too are um, just love watching them in school and in and, and sports. And um, they're they're growing up too fast as well. You know. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we're gonna come back and we will do our top five. We have uh, daylight issues, I realize now, yeah. which I learned last night, but um, I am cognizant of it nonetheless, so I will tell you a break and we'll come back. Now we're moving on to our top five, and this week's top five are top five hippies. Start if I'd find it appropriate, you know, since we're right next to the hungry hippies. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go snake draft. Snake draft. All right. Start with Matt. All right, I'm first. Okay, is there, uh, you know, I proposed this. I didn't have any specifics about it, so I guess we can be pretty broad. It Whatever be you want. Influential hippies. It could be well-known hippies. Yep. You know, I'm going to have to go with... Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Steve Jobs because he was a hippie back in the day. All right, I'll, I'll take it. Fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm so I'm gonna go second. I'm gonna give you the opportunity to, to stack. 
right. Does that feel good? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my number two is Jenny from Forrest Gump. God damn you. <laughs> well, I didn't realize we could go. We could go character. Hey, okay, hey, all right. Man, this is then again, that's how I got such a big list. <laughs> then again, you know, I, I, you know, I. There's no rules, so. so okay, yeah, that's that's my number. That's my number one. Okay, fine. And my first pick is going to be Bill Walton. Nice, super solid pick. Yes. And then. Pick number four, my second pick will be, it's a twofer, Ben and Jerry. Nice. Ben and Jerry's ice cream. They make a delicious ice cream. They do. They do. Speaking of ice cream, we're right here next to the Scoops trailer. Uh -huh. I just have to interject a fun ice cream story because yeah. we were talking about my kids earlier. Yeah. So a lot of people have the ice cream uh, trucks that come through their neighborhoods. And when my kids were younger, and granted, we've got four of them, so that can get expensive. The one thing we would tell our kids when they heard the ice cream truck coming by was, you know, they'd get all excited. Oh, the ice cream truck, the ice cream truck. And, and I have to shake my head and say, oh, kids, I'm sorry. When they played the music, that means they're out of ice cream. <laughs> True story. Worked every time. Worked probably for five years. Oh, man, that's tough. And now they hate me for it, but yeah. I always get a big laugh from other parents. Sorry about that, oh, but I digress. Yeah, that was worth it. Okay. That's tough. Um, so I don't know the name of my person. But when I say him, you're gonna be so happy. You ready, Brad? The teacher of Beavis and Butthead. All right. And I don't know his name, but I do know, and as Brad would appreciate this, that dude was a hippie. And it was. I can't, you're gonna look up his name for me? Yes. Yes, thank you. I love I don't, how happy I don't you know are. if I even remember. <laughs> Brad's smiling, so I know I did to go with that pick because I can see the smile on Brad's face. So. Go to the Wikipedia. That's okay. I could, I'll just cut the time short. You know, edit the gap. David Van Driesen. Driesen. Van Driesen? Yes. All right. He is a teacher who is characterized as an extremely liberal hippie. <laughs> so I got to ask your your listeners: Are they uh, are they old enough to get that? TV show, or did we just date ourselves here? Because we oh, don't man. think it's that old, but I am old. Like, so I, I don't. I mean, most of them might. There might be some that are like, who's Beavis and Butthead? I mean, they're coming back. They are. I, so. I quite honestly do not want my kids to know about that show, so I'm okay with. Uh... <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> All right. So you got your second and third pick here. Okay. Well, then I don't know if this would count for two, but. You know, kind of like Brad was saying, I got a two for him. I'm just going to go with Cheech and Chong. You're going to do two and three? Or just one? And then make it into one pick? I can make it one. You can make it one. All okay, right. I'll get it. another one. All right. All right. Let's see. So I'm still on deck here. Uh, I guess I'm going to have to go with Bob Dylan. Because he's so well known. I didn't really get his music. and But a lot of people do. Janis Joplin. Yes. That was on my list too. Right. I'm surprised somebody's not off the board yet. And I'm probably you got two picks, so I'm sure you're gonna yeah. take one of them. So here we go. All right, all right, all right. David Wooderson from Days and Confused. There you go. Nice, solid pick. One of Matthew McConaughey's best characters. 
All right, I guess I'll go with Jerry Garcia. Oh, so he, wow, that's, all right. Didn't, don't really listen to the, but I guess Bill Walton and Jerry Garcia going together. Isn't Joe Biden a hippie? I, guess I, he I don't know if he had enough hair to be a hippie. I thought I heard that Joe Biden was a hippie, and somebody was, I thought, like, any even Donnie was calling him Hippie Joe. Oh. Yeah, I could have had a nightmare in the drum. <laughs> so. Um, but so I digress. I'm number four here, right? Yeah. Yeah, so this number four, then I come back and go, okay. Jimmy Hendrix. Man you got me. Man. He was on my list. Yeah, The last two. Making good. got one Brad one thinking I got a whole list here so man you came more prepared than I did hmm okay I'm gonna go a little intellectual here and not that it's a good pick but again she was very well known back in the day I'm gonna have to go with Jane Fonda not that I'm a fan but she epitomized a lot of the lot of the uh, things going on back then, and a lot of people what they're feeling. So, uh, yeah, that's what I'm gonna go with. You got one more. Got your four. Right. My Last number, pick. My number one. I'm gonna have to go with Greg here at the hippie. All right, number five. That's very. Um, I'm not mad about that. I'm trying to think if I have any friends that I know of that are hippies. I have a lot of friends that I think are fake hippies, but I don't think they're really hippies. You don't want to call them out? The only one I really know that I think would be close as a hippie would be Taylor Bloom. She works at Cabin Creek. Yeah. And she would take that very much as a compliment. But I don't want to make that my number five. Yeah. I'm just saying, that's the only person I know. I can see that. Yeah. Um, I'm just deciding if I want to go fictional. Or if I'm gonna go real excited, two each. You've, you've done a lot of fictional. I don't so, know. yeah, two solid fictional picks. These are the bad one on those, brilliant. Joan Baez. Mm -hmm. I want real. I'm gonna go fake with Penny Lane. <laughs> nice. From Almost Famous. <laughs> All right. What's the way we're on to the top five? Um, we have plenty of time. That was a fast top five. Yeah. Could be our fastest top five ever. We didn't do a whole lot of talking and explaining, yeah. but that's fine. Yeah. Um, I think this would be a great opportunity to talk about what we have right here in front of us here. Oh, yeah. So why don't we, uh, why don't you tell our listeners what we have going on? All right. So what we got here is a little giveaway for the podcast and uh in order to be entered to win it's uh got to find a little uh information in this podcast to email to the guys so first of all the prize itself here we got a nice michigan themed northland crate we got some northland swag in there we got a wireless speaker we got a nice mug for your coffee or hot chocolate here pretty soon in the fall is that the tall mug? Yeah, it is. I have one of those mugs. Yep. And I have, you have the blue pen in there. 
I don't have a blue pen in here, but I can certainly get one in there. No, I was going to say, because it, it wouldn't have been in there. I would have stole it. Okay. I'm not going to lie, because I okay. use the blue pen at work all the time. It's like pens. You know, people are very particular about their pens. It's <laughs> if, if you ever change pen suppliers, you hear about it because they certainly have their favorites. Um, all right. Well, hey, that's not it. So another thing we got in here is a Art in the Loft hat. And um, it was actually, I just learned, completed by this or made by this really great company called the Chippewa Valley Leatherworks. And so we got a hat in there for you. Right now, it's looking like uh, the coolest trucker hat that I've seen. <laughs> it is good. And uh, Justin's idea. It was Justin's baby. Well, hey. And uh, you'll get the hat. Okay. And then what else? Well, I, I'm, not, I'm not the sales guy here, Steve. You are, but I'll, I'll do my best here. So that's not it. We've also got a $50 gift certificate to the Chippewa Valley Leatherworks. So right, located right over there on the State Street, next to the State Street Theater. Um, you can redeem it in there. So, so the question that listeners should be listening for is, um, so at Northland, recently with the, the, the housing market that's just gone gangbusters here, everyone's buying a house. It seems like we're, I know my, our mortgage department's working major overtime and we've got many financial institutions with some great rates. So right now, um, Northland's recorded the, one of the, one of the low rates of one point. 875 for a 10-year fixed mortgage so don't worry the question is really simple you don't need to remember that but what the listeners need to do is email Steve and Brad what they think the fixed rate mortgage for a 10-year mortgage is gonna be the day after the election in November so that means you're gonna be guesstimating who's gonna be president at that time and how that's gonna affect the economy and you don't even have to be right with with the answer just the fact that you're sending an email in and you're making a guess i mean this package here is is, is worth well over a hundred dollars so um i'll leave it up to steve and brad how they pick the winners um but email your answer in message it in i don't know however you prefer them to get the, the so in. how i put on doing this is we're going to make a facebook post this week saying we have a giveaway then they have to email brad the, their answer okay and then we're going to put all the answers in the hat you don't have to be right <laughs> but we will keep track of whoever is closest yeah. at the and we will do this again but we'll, we'll see who's closest but we're just gonna draw because historically there's only like three people that really have emailed this show yeah. and i don't even count my wife who was just being a smart ass about emailing us in the beginning so really karen is in the lead right now i'm telling you guys okay. right now haven't heard from her in a while. We haven't heard from her in a while, but she's gonna. Karen is a definite listener, friend, emailer of the show. You know, I, you know, and I think I, you read off the other, the other episode. You know, that's one, one way I felt, heard about you guys is uh, seeing your posts and, and seeing what this podcast is all about. And again, it's, I think it's pretty sweet what you guys got going on here. There's not many people that are doing this. You know. I don't know how much time it takes out of your week, but it's definitely worth it, especially for someone like me who's not from Alpena, getting to connect names. And, you know, I was just listening to your um, Jesse and Mary uh, podcast and connected that Mary was at WATZ <laughs> yeah. and uh, uh, actually just uh, sponsored the golf scramble at ACC. Yeah. Um, and Jesse, we've worked with on the political front. Obviously, credit unions are 
uh, pretty busy there, but it's pretty pretty cool that you know what you guys got going on here with the leaders in town and for newcomers especially um, get into listen to who who's the who's who in town. It's pretty neat. You know, I never thought of that if someone who didn't wasn't from here just wanted to learn about people. Yeah, that'd be a real easy backdoor way to just kind of oh, yeah. get to know someone and then you can just look up their name and see their face on Facebook and then listen to this and you kind of got this yeah. little elevator pitch about each person so that yeah. wow maybe we should privatize it and just charge people maybe, so. yeah. <laughs> maybe for if you want to get more emails you can uh, offer to read off people's birthdays and like they do I'm not telling you how to run things. I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm in marketing. I, well, I, I think like that. So. I, this is, here's what I, we've never said this on here, but I will say this. And I know Brad already feels the same way. So I have no problem. We'll say anything on the air. If you send an email into the show, Brad's going to read that son of a gun off. I okay. pretty much guarantee it. I love getting emails. Yeah, he loves getting emails. So if you want someone to say happy birthday or you have some event going on or whatever okay. you have going on, you send it, we're going to read it. All right, so you heard that. He threw down the gauntlet. Now, yeah. what these guys have to watch out for is that you don't get any Bart Simpsons writing in and you guys playing the part of well, Mo. We do read them before. So. Yeah, oh. but and I, would, I, would, I wouldn't mind a good Mo would, joke in there once yeah. in a while. It would be kind of fun, though, to read them live, though, yeah. and, and not prepare. Yeah. Um, and one other thing would be is that uh, we usually take a break, like January or February. Like, we go right up to Christmas, and then we take a couple months off, but then march and we push on and we are on moving steadily toward 100 episodes that's okay. our goal to finish out the year right. and we're figuring out we're allowed to take one week off each month to regroup but then and if we do that i think in august they figure out technically in august even if we wanted to take two weeks off we'd still catch it but yeah we still just took one week off or whatever as long as people can want to come on yeah yeah well, I'm, I'm excited to see who enters and uh see how many entries you get and see what what people are projecting for the interest rates um and uh and kind of fun too to see the winner so if you if you are a winner hopefully you'll be open to uh posing for a photo with the guys and maybe they can post that as well yeah so do you have uh any predictions who would win in the election i'm not going to go there at this point <laughs> it's things too early to tell it will be interesting. That's that's as much as I can say. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll say I, I think Donald Trump's still going to win. Okay. Um, I'm not saying I'm excited about that. I'm just saying that's what I think. And um, I will say the one thing I've heard, because um, I'm, I'm a news junkie, um, I'm not listening to this podcast. I'm podcasting everything else. And I did hear that there's this professor that has predicted every election correctly, I think since 1984. And the word is he's predicting Joe to win. So whatever your viewers, viewers want to take with that, um, I guess we'll find out here in November. But uh, see if it, see if he's uh, correct all the way up until now. But yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting uh, to see how things heat up as we get closer to the election. I just I'm not gonna get into it. Not this episode. We will have one episode where we get into this. But we can Are do we? Yeah. Can I take that week off? Yeah. We're gonna do it. But we deserve better candidates. I can I that's worth me saying. That's that's a very safe thing to say. That when it comes down to president of the United States that we're dealing with these two jack wagons. But it is what it is. It just seems like everybody who runs for president is a jack wagon in some shape or form. Brock. Susan Brock was a jack wagon? 
At times he was. Well, I mean, some. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I think well, everybody could be a jack wagon. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Matt also dropped off um, a charger, which I'm using to hold up the mic, and then um, a book, notebook. So, really appreciate it. We yes. love. We love gifts. We love swag. Hey, you know, like I, like I was telling them earlier, you got the old with the new. You got a notebook and you got a phone charger. You know, maybe you could use it if your phone needs it in one of these podcasts. We'll see. Do you think, I'm not trying to put you on the spot or jinx you, but do you think you guys will have the new location open by the election? You know, I don't know. It's, yeah, I know it's, it's hard to say because you yeah. never know what could happen. Yeah. Well, let's let's I, yeah. do this. I would say you come back after the election. Sure. We'll do the drawing. Or we'll see how, we'll map it out, see where the mortgage rates are and everything. We'll go one week after the election, bro. So okay. we can let the market yeah. just kind of normalize this a bit, see what it's going to do, what rates do. We'll go over it. And then hopefully you, hopefully everything will go smooth. New location will be open. We can talk about that. Yeah, I, I think it'd just be fun to see the predictions. I will say, too, that if you are not refinancing right now or looking at refinancing or buying a house or selling a house, man, now's the time to do it. It's, uh, like I said, our, our mortgage department's just going crazy. So um, get the house in the market if you're uh, if you're thinking about selling it. But, I uh, yeah. on my refinancing tomorrow. So. There you go. See, smart man. Brad is a smart man. Um, trying to think. I don't know if I really, I have people lined up, but I don't know if anyone committed hard to next week. Because I also talked about maybe taking next, like next week be our break week. That'll work. Yeah, I don't know. But I know I've talked to Brady Smith. Nate Barden feels he's not excited enough to talk about himself. I was like, Nate, you have to come on because we've had this whole team on the list now. Um, we're going to have Cynthia Michinski come back on because of the election. She is making her way here. And um, a couple other people. So there, it is out there. I know, how you, I know how you feel about politicians, but is it too far of a stretch to invite politicians on? I mean, you certainly would have your... Well, we've had Sue Al on here. Yeah. We've had the mayor okay. twice. We had the mayor during COVID. We had oh, people man. right in the spike of COVID say, okay. I really would like if you had the mayor on your pod. It would feel comfortable to me. Okay. Or it would make me feel better. So okay. we reached out we to the mayor. By, on phone? Yeah, we did it by phone. And it was kind of wild. But it, he he loves coming on the show. So, awesome. yeah. Is there someone you would like? Well, not necessarily. I, you know, like I said, I... I I have stuff to get through all the rest of your podcast. You know, I've yeah. got a, I don't know, what number is this? What number are we here? Uh, 86. 86. See, I've got, yeah. man, I got a lot of listening to do. So, uh, no, excited for it though. It's been an interesting journey, the pod. Yeah, I mean, very it's evolved. Yeah, it's very safe, safe to say. And um, we've had some really, really good episodes. Some really bad episodes. The nice thing about for us is, the 99th and the 100 the 99th episode unless we decide to have like a special guest on and they do like a weird thing the 100th or so there's a good chance the 99th will be just us so go over what we've done over the past other and then the 100th i would like to always have somebody on i always have wanted tate fletcher on for the 100th i wanted him on 50 and i would love to have him on number 100 the problem is, is that we're gonna be 100 Street Christmas time, and I also feel bad to kind of bother to do Christmas time. But you know, everyone knows. So um, I have, I do have somebody 
that I don't know that knows him very well and kind of back my way in there and I'm going to point at that seat now. Well, you know, I think this thing blows up and podcast gains momentum. You know, he may be asking you. <laughs> he's so. got his own podcast. Okay. So uh, he, and he seems like a great guy. Of course, he's from Alpine, so I mean, what yeah, else That's what I hear, yeah. Yeah, so. We've got questions. We got, and, you know, did you guys just see Power yet? Have you got, on mm-hmm. Netflix? He's the arch bad guy in this movie. So go watch. Okay. Getting a starring role. Yeah. So, I, I mean, all I know is whenever I'm watching a movie and he's in it, and I'm with my wife or the family, they'll they'll point him out. And I think I think I've watched enough things where I, where I can actually start. I think I caught was wasn't he in Breaking Bad series? Yeah. I yep, think yep. he was in that last scene. I think I I caught that one before my wife did. Yeah. And so John Wick. Uh, Jurassic and... Jurassic World. Okay. He shoots the pterodactyl. Killed in there. <laughs> yeah, he does get killed a lot. The accountant. No. I haven't seen that. Yet. Oh, Affleck strangles him in the accountant. Anyways, so yeah, that's I think would be cool for right on my own. Yeah. You know, it's know, a worthy yeah, goal so, to shoot for. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, if I could, I mean, I guess I never really tried not. I've never really contacted Congressman Bergman. I'm sure he wouldn't be hired. So I've come close. I can get you as I, I got his contact. Yeah, I mean, I have too. I just like I said, I've never used it. So. Yeah. Um, I'll just have, I want to say, too, like, um, getting into the credit union industry, I'm amazed at how open our political figures are. You know, down in, in Grand Rapids, where I grew up, you get this air of um, they're not approachable, and they probably are, but I think you've got, it's usually you see them in, in big city settings, and, and I've, you know, seen a lot of the, you know, Sue and, and the general and uh, a lot of other candidates here. They're very approachable and uh, very open to... Uh, questions and answers and um so yeah i was pretty surprised by that that's i think it's pretty neat it would be cool to get the general but then i would feel super mourners so anyways let's wrap her up we're rambling definitely so thank you for coming on matt thank you we'll have you back on second week in november okay i'll put on my calendar yep and then we'll also talk about hunting season because that's all that'll be going on then so well, maybe I'll have to do a camel giveaway at that point. Hey, our listeners are going to love you when you come on. <laughs> All so. right. Okay. Well, that'll be it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.